Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. (laughs) So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. 
That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, escal- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there. So head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Husband. Wife. Guess what we're doing today? You tell me what we're doing. We are doing Sacrilegious Book Club. That's the one. That is the one. And what are we covering today? Today we are finishing up um, Asimov's Guide to the Bible, um, covering the Book of Numbers. Okay, so we're finishing Numbers, which are pages what? Pages 165 to 192 was the whole book. Um, the section that we are covering today is 184 through 192. All right, let's go do this. Let's. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, so we are starting on page 184. Okay. With Baal. Baal. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep, yep. Okay, so I'm going to start off with what Asimov has to say. Okay. Okay, he says, Balak had to send several times for Balaam, who was reluctant to accept the commission. That he was. Do you remember? Yeah, he kept talking to God and was mm-hmm. God and she's like, no, God says no. Nah, no. Like, I'm not nah, doing it. Until, uh-uh. until God was like, yeah, do it. Yeah. And so, then something weird happened, but hey. We're not there yet. I know. So eventually, Balaam did saddle up for the journey to Moab, and on that journey occurred the famous incident of his talking ass. Yeah. That is what Asimov That is some crazy-ass fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say, This is one of the two incidents in the Bible in which an animal is depicted as speaking. The miraculous nature of this incident is such that later legends described the ass's mouth as one of the objects specially created in the initial week of creation for use in later history. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How you gotta, about like, that? That's, that's ridiculous. I, I mean, need that's ridiculous. some of that art. I need like, it. This donkey just 
the the donkey's mouth. It was so it was, miraculous. It was just waiting around to be used by yes, Balam. Balam. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I need that art bad. Right. Just, we need yeah. Just so you know. The creation of um, Balam's ass's mouth. Yes. 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 So. About the word Baal. Baal. We have talked about this before a little bit. Yeah. But Asimov brings some really interesting insight. Okay. Um, It is the word used, um, the Hebrew word for owner or lord. And it was not used as any one specific idol. I think we covered that at one point. We did. Where um, I had said that. It was the um, generic word, like small g god. Right, right. And if, if it has the, um, what's that clicky doodle, like the accent mark? Yeah, yeah. Then it's Baal. Right. And then it's like the capital G guy. Right. But generally speaking, no. It was just um, a thing. Okay. Like, yeah. not any particular, it just was the Hebrew Hebrew for owner or lord. Okay. The Israelites used the term at least up through the time of David. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. One, As a matter of fact, one of Saul's sons was named Ishbaal, meaning huh. man of the Lord. Wow. And then one of Saul's grandsons was named Meribbaal, hero of the Lord. Interesting. But So it wasn't like a... Uh bad thing no 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 it meant the lord right but not like god the lord right just lord yeah right but the generic term baal got attached to idols you know because they were yeah i mean i think the bible might have had something to do with this (laughs) it might have (laughs) (laughs) and the priest could not stomach the idea of pagan tools of worship getting attached to their precious yahweh right okay yeah so um, here's this word, Bosheth, which is Hebrew for shame, as in a naughty word. Okay. Okay. So, Ishbaal became Ishbosheth, which would be similar hmm. to saying Ish, like the way we use asterisks. Yeah. When you don't want to say a cuss word, that's what that means. So, Got it. his name was changed from Ishbaal in the Bible. They changed they the writers composing this and putting this all together changed it to Ish Besheth. Interesting. Which basically meant Ish Beep. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Thought that was really cool. That is really cool. Okay, so next we come to Pisgah on page one eighty five. Okay. So and I wrote anyways, dot dot dot. <laughs> Um, Balaam was unable to curse the Israelites. Womp womp, poor Balak, or Balaam. poor Balak, king of the Moabites. You said Balaam. You told me earlier it was Balaam. It is Balaam. Okay, you said Balaam. Is it? Maybe it's Balaam. I forgot. I thought it was Balaam, but okay, you Balaam. kept saying Balaam the other day. Like Okay, when... well, I get them confused because they both start with B-A-L. Okay, you know? yeah. Okay, so Balaam. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, Balaam was unable to curse the Israelites. Womp womp, poor Balak, king of the Moabites. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Sucks for okay. him. Sucks to suck. The and curses... that was when the Israelites were like 600,000 strong, just mm-hmm. sitting like right outside his camp. Yep, yep, yep. And he's trying to curse them, and right. it's not sticking. Right. The curses were converted into blessings. So Balak, right, Balak, yeah, brought 
Balaam to the top of Mount Pisgah in hopes of getting better reception. Right. This was like the third try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Because the first two times he was like, you can't come with me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third time he's like, no, I'm coming with you and we're going to see what we can do. And we're gonna, they tried They tried all these different top, mountain tops. Right, right. So they were trying to get better reception, literally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's that section. Next section is Unicorn on page 186. Okay. Okay, yep. so Balaam still sucked it. Womp womp. <laughs> I, I just love my notes. They make me laugh at myself. <laughs> okay, so um, according to Numbers chapter 23, Verse 22, so that's where we're at right now. Okay. God brought them out of Egypt. Israel hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. Hmm. So, what about this unicorn word, right? Yeah. Unicorn. Right. So, unicorn is from the Hebrew word re'em, or re'em, which means the wild ox ancestral to the domesticated castle, cattle, not castle, cattle of today. Okay. Okay. They still flourished in early historical times, and a few existed into modern times, although it is now extinct. Hmm. It was a dangerous creature of great strength and was similar in form and temperament to the Asian buffaloes. Ah, okay. But the Assyrians, they loved to fucking hunt, okay? These guys loved to fucking hunt. Yeah. Especially wild oxen. And they displayed these wild oxen in their art invariably shown in profile so that only one horn was visible. Ah. Okay. Okay. Eventually, the animal was hunted to extinction, and it was likely forgotten that they ever had had two horns. Gotcha. So the nickname One Horn became less of like a <laughs> that artistic one horn critter. Right, right. And became a literal description. One horn. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And the Greeks had zero experience with this critter. Okay. Right, they right. like had never seen what Didn't they were talking about. Right. Well, no, it it wasn't in their area. Oh, okay. So okay. they're like, we don't even know what the fuck you're talking I about. I gotcha. So they translated the literal term one horn to monokiros, which is the Latin, and then the English translated it to or unicorn. which the Latin and then the English translated to unicorn. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. What a, what a game of telephone there. I know, right? Yeah. So, Asimov says, It is very likely that the rhinoceros is the Greek unicorn, although its horn scarcely possesses the magic qualities attributed to it in legend. Right. It, that's very cool. Like, And it's a very apt description of how fucked up mistranslations mm-hmm. can... Or how, how mistranslations can affect something so greatly. Yes. Like... You went from something completely different to, mm-hmm. to a unicorn. Moreover, he mentioned that um, there were narwhal in um, various places that sailors would chop off the horns, which narwhals actually exist. I don't know if you're aware right, of that. Right, right. They grow like a single tooth out of the middle of their head. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, a, a, whale, a whale that swallowed a unicorn. Right, yeah. And so sailors would chop off that horn tooth thing yeah and then they would sell it to people pretending that it came from a unicorn and claiming that it had magical powers right that sounds legit yeah yeah Yeah. sounds like my brother when he was younger (laughs) he he used to get salt rocks and he'd go sell them on the playground as diamonds yeah and charge like 10 15 20 cents for for each one yeah people would buy them of course they would i mean fucking bail mites (laughs) 
No, he was the Balaamite. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Him and the sailors. Right. They were the Balaamites. Yeah. So, um, Asimov says, it is very unlikely that the biblical writer knew of the rhinoceros, but they certainly knew of the wild ox. Gotcha. So, that's how that came to pass. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, next section, page 189, the daughters of Moab. Okay. okay. Asimov says, the Israelites, with their years of wandering through the wilderness, had not been able to develop elaborate rituals, and they found themselves fascinated by the enticing rites of the more sophisticated religions of the settled city dwellers. Hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so then Numbers chapter 25, verses 1 through 3 says, and Israel began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab, <laughs> and the Moabite women called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods, and Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor. Gotcha. Baal Peor is the lord of the Mount Peor, like lord of, okay. you know, Baal yeah, yeah. being lord, and right. Peor is Mount Peor. Got it. Which was very likely Chamash. Okay. Do you remember us yeah. talking about him? Yeah. So, this... Okay, this thing that Asimov, that I'm about to quote Asimov saying, literally shook me when I read it because it is so pertinent to today. Gotcha. Okay. Equating national gods with something of the emotions borne by national flags today, which remember we kind of covered that last time. Yeah. The horror of the biblical writers at this event might be compared to our own feelings if we discovered a sizable segment of our own population gathering in time of war to salute the enemy flag and to sing the enemy anthem. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, that is correct. That is some fucking horror we feel when we see that happening right. as we do today, right at this time in history, where we see these um, Americans that are out there... Um, giving the Heil Hitler <laughs> Oh yeah. You know? Yeah yeah. And and the QAnon theme song playing in the background at Trump's rallies. Right, right. The the feeling of oh my God that he describes here. Yeah. It just shook me when I was like, Oh my God, he wrote this in the sixties, but this is happening right this very second. Right, right. And it's like, yeah. Asimov, you got that feeling? You nailed that feeling. Yep. Yep. Okay. So next is on page 190. We're talking about Gilead. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Asimov says, after the episode of Balaam, right? Balaam? Yeah. And the incident of the seduction of the Israelites by Moab, it might be expected that the war between Moab and Israel would be described. Instead, it is Midian that is attacked by Israel. Yeah, that confused the fuck out of me. Yeah, at the time. me too. Me too. I was not. Yeah. So that war probably never fucking happened. And here's what he says. Okay. Which this made me feel like, oh, okay, I get it now. Right. This makes sense. It may be perhaps. It may perhaps be a pious invention of later times to mask an actual war fought inconclusively against Moab so that the biblical writers could pretend that the Israelites had never attacked any Hebrew tribe. Oh. Because that would have looked bad because they weren't supposed right, to. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that was like, oh, that makes so much better sense now. Because right. I was confusing like Moabites and Midianites and 
what? Yeah, that's... And we were kind of confused at the yeah, time. Yeah, we were like, why... They were set up to... Yeah, like, the whole thing was leading up to them fighting Moab. Yeah, yeah. And then, like... And then they're fighting the Midianites. Right. But also, Balaam dies. Yeah, yeah. So, so, what? This made it make it make sense, Asimov. And he did. Yeah. So, Reuben and Gad convinced Moses that they weren't quitting the team altogether. Remember all this? Yeah, yeah. But... They needed to have that sweet, sweet Gilead allotment for their cattle. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So this is what Asimov says about that. Just as Bashan was particularly known for its cattle, mm -hmm. so Gilead was famous for the resinous products of some of its trees and shrubs. Products which could be turned into soothing, fragrant ointments and used as skin softeners, cosmetics, perfumes, and incense. Hmm. Okay. Interesting, right? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, then. So that finishes up the book of numbers. Gotcha. Okay? Yeah. So the next bit that we will be reading will be from the book of Deuteronomy, which is pages 193 to 207. And I decided since that's only like 14 pages, I'm just going to cover the it. whole thing. Right. Because I've tried to break these sections up into like 10 to 14 page increments. Yeah. This is 14 pages. Sure. So. Sure. Um, the subjects covered will be Deuteronomy, Lebanon, or Lebanon, uh, Kaftor, Mount Hermon, Rabath, Mount Gerizim, Belial, Saints, and the Blessings of Moses. Okay. Okay? Yeah, sounds good. Well, hopefully you guys learned something today, and I know I always do. Yes, and, so do I. Uh, we will be back tomorrow if you want to catch our weekly episodes. Um, the on... replay? Yeah, oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, we've got our replay today, and then tomorrow... Um, is our next weekly episode, which will be the start of um, First a Chronicles. new book, First Chronicles. Yep. So we will see you guys then. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. God, stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep, we have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>